Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Yes, yes. God is awesome. Awesome. We adore his name on today. I am determined. This is the, the, the last, Sunday, last uh, Sunday of the month, the last day of the month. God is so wonderful. Holly, ain't he wonderful on today? Yes, he is wonderful. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. God is just amazing. He's done some wonderful things in my life on this week. I got a, a better voice than I had on last week. Thank God for uh, medicine and doctors. I praise God for that. Thank you all for your prayers. Thank you for watching us on, on uh, live stream. Thank you all for sharing, liking our videos. Come on, y'all. Even in the building, we got to learn how to share the video. Get the word out. Evangelize. Evangelize. I'm always sharing something. People are saying, you're always sharing. And they thank me for it. I'm talking about all over the place. I share it to all of my friends, how many of you know that I don't have the same connection that you have? I don't have it. And so therefore, it's like when you do, when you share, you're sharing to a group of people I can't even, I can't even touch. Pastor Robert can't even touch. And I just thank God for Pastor Robert, my husband, who we work alongside in the ministry on. And he's my partner and uh, just the love of my life. Just loving it, loving it. He, uh, we have date night on Friday night. And I can't tell y'all the story of what happened this past Friday night. But I've been itching to go somewhere, and so he, he called it a duct tape date. date. To, pretty much he took me there just to keep my mouth so I would stop talking about it. So, but it, it, was, uh, it, it, it was all right. I, I don't even have to go back. I'm going to tell you I don't have to go back. But I just praise God. I praise God for what he's doing here in Open Altar Worship Center. Amen, amen, amen. Uh, Pastor Robert and I, I mean, just I, I was in here yesterday and just thanking God and being so appreciative of what he's given us here at 4992 Euclid Road is it's just amazing. And a lot of times we take things for granted because we become so accustomed to it. But I just had an overwhelming just joy and thankfulness that God has given us a place to worship. We don't have to, to set up and break down. Amen. Yes. You know, amen. Amen. Has given us modern technology. Can I get some air, please? I'm, I'm hot. Um, he's given us modern technology and I just thank God that we'll be able to come to you guys. And I just want to encourage you, um, that if you're not a giver, if you're not a tither, that you, uh, consider and, and pray to God and say, Lord, help me to be a tither. Help me to, um, Help me to give unto you. Um, and we have so many methods of giving, so many methods of giving. If I can get the giving slide up, please. Um, you can give, uh, first of all, via Cash App, um, which is Open Altar. And then also you can give by texting OAWC to 833-313-6278. And then if you want to give online, you can. If you're here in the building, you can use the kiosk. But what I want to challenge you to do, I want to, if you're not, if you're, if you're saying, Pastor Wendy, I, I, I can't tithe. Well, then commit to giving something. Commit to giving uh, 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 something. I was listening to something. 
something on yesterday, and it was uh, it was a motivational speaker. And this young, this guy, this man said that what he did was he purposed in his heart. He started giving. He started setting aside five percent of his income uh, into savings. And then, and this was a worldly man. I mean, this was, you know, someone who wasn't, I, I, I presume, because he was talking about he puts it in saving. He didn't say anything about the church. Um, but he said he put 5%. He started out with 5%. Then he challenged himself to 10%. And then he challenged himself to 15%. Now, if someone who is, is, was talking about putting it, put it in, in savings, what better? And, and the Bible says don't store up for yourself treasures where, where moth and rust and all of that can take a hold of it. But store up treasures in, in, in God. Store up treasures in heaven. If you can put that kind of money in your bank account, why not put it in the bank account of God? Where you get a better return on your investment. So I just say, you know, in, in today, I charge you online, I charge you, you know, here in the building to push and, and, and just say, Lord, you know what? I'm going to be consistent with you. I've been off and on. And there again, um, you can text OAWC to 1-833-313-6278. Uh, thank you. 6278. Or um, you can... Uh, Go to our website, oawcva.com forward slash give and give that way or give via open altar um, cash out. So I've gotten all of that out of the way. God is just wonderful. Um, it's, a, it's so wonderful uh, that God has blessed us here at open altar with our food pantry, with just just amazing, amazing things. Um, but what I want to do, let's turn to Exodus 28 and 11. I'm not, and I can tell you right now, I'm not going to get through this entire message on today. Um, I just want to drop some things in, in your spirit, kind of just share some things with you. And then, um, then we'll come back to this next week. Um, Exodus 28 through 11 says, remember to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. You have six days each week for your ordinary work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest dedicated to the Lord your God. On that day, no one in your household may do any work. And then it says this includes you, your sons and your daughters, your male and your female servants, your livestock, not even your livestock can work. And any foreigner living among you says for in six days, listen to this. It says in six days, the Lord made the heavens, the earth, the sea and everything in them. But on the seventh day, he did what? He rested. And it says that is why the Lord blessed the Sabbath and set it apart as holy. I want to talk to you today from the thought plug in plug in plug in father we just praise you and we thank you for today we thank you father for um just all of your wonderful 
uh, goodness, for your mercy, for your grace, for just everything. I pray, Father, that this word that you have given us to share, that it sinks into our heart, God, and we not look at it just as another time of coming together, but let it break up the foul ground. Let it change our way of thinking. Let it change our way of action. God, we pray that your word would accomplish what you're sending forth for it to do for it to do on today, God. I praise you and I thank you for everyone that is hearing this word, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. In my bag back there, I have um I have a a, a plug. If someone can bring that to me. Let me ask y'all something. How many of you have cell phones in here? Or if you're watching, not that one, it's in the gray bag. Um, how many of you have a cell phone? Raise your hand. Okay. Most, most people have a cell phone. Am I correct? Uh, let, me, let, me, uh, let me see the bag. Yeah. Most of us have a cell phone. Most of us, am I not correct? What did you do with the cell phone on last night? You plugged it in. Did you not plug it in? Now, how long can your cell phone go before the battery starts saying 10% or starts saying dead? Because somewhere throughout the day, you're going to plug that cell phone back in, right? Amen. Amen. My nephews are good because what they'll do is they'll play, they'll play, they'll play, they'll play. And then all of a sudden, the next thing you know, their stuff is dead and they want to come grab yours. And so we're always telling them, well, look, if you want to play your games, you need to keep your phone charged or you need to keep your device charged. But see, a lot of us think about it. We use our electronic devices for checking email now. We use our electronic devices sometimes for watching movies, searching the Internet, watching the news. Am I right? Reading everything, texting you know, we use our electron, and even with navigation, I have a navigation system in my car, but I can't remember the last time that I used it. Why? Because I use my phone. How many of y'all use your phone to navigate around the city? That's right. So we use our electronic devices on a continuous basis. I, I think about it um, I had a, uh, on Friday, I thought I had put my, my Apple Watch. I love Apple products because I can sync everything across. I thought I had put my Apple Watch on the charger. And what, to me, it looked like it was on the charger that night. But when I went, I had, to, I had to rush out of the house and I grabbed the watch. And maybe 10 minutes down the road, it said 10, a red thing came up and said 10%. Which meant that I did not connect it on the charger properly. So therefore, I didn't have enough charge to last me even for the next two hours. Before I got home, which was about an hour and a half to two hours, my watch was dead. Because I had not put it on the charger the way that I needed to. If we don't uh, constantly charge electronics, what happens? It becomes useless, right? It becomes useless. Our phones become useless because when people call us and our phone is dead, it goes straight to voicemail, right? And, and Pastor Robert and I was talking on Friday. Everything is electronics now. 
Everything, and I know this may be a long introduction, but I want y'all to really get this point. Everything is electronics, even down to children being in school now. Me and Pastor Robert were talking. When we were in school, we had pen and paper. Did we not? And when we had to write a paper, when we had to do a math problem, we were doing it on pen and paper. We, we, and Pastor Robert even went so far as being in the classroom, you went over to the window seal and did what? Sharpened your pencil. Because, and, and, and because that was the day that we live in. But now, the, 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 the Chromebooks, I, my godson, I'm like, do you have homework? Uh, uh, I mean, I don't, I, I, the, everything, they submit their homework on Chromebooks now. They don't have to submit anything by paper. They don't have to write anything on paper. I know when I was finishing up college, everything was electronic. I didn't have to write no paper out. I had to submit it into a portal. Everything was electronic. And so um, I'm saying this to say that, that it's important that because of the, t- the, the world that we live in and the technology that we use, we have to plug it in. We have to plug it in. This is the day and time. We can't get away from it. We cannot get away from it. Amen. And then I think about it as a lot of us now do streaming TV, right? Streaming TV requires not only that your streaming device works, but that your, ele- that your, that your internet works. So if you don't have a correct connectivity with your in- uh, internet connection, then you're not going to be able to stream. Right? So therefore, it, it, it is, it's the... I'm just trying to show you the connectivity and the busyness that is taking place in this world on today. And so what we have gotten into, we, we feel like that, you know, uh, what I helped open altar worship center dis- distribute their food pantry. I was over here doing this with this person. I was over here and I took this person somewhere and I took that person. We have equated busyness as something to be proud of. We have equated, you know, oh, you know, I always got so much to do. I got to go. We have equated it as we got a badge of honor on us. But honestly, if you're saying, girl, I, look, I got so much uh, 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 to do, I don't, I don't have time to do this. Well, then you really what, what it's saying, and, and my pastor has told me this, it's like, well, then you got bad time management skills. You got to learn how to manage your time. But what I'm saying is, is that these things always staying busy. And I told Pastor Robert, this message speaks to me. Because even sometimes after church on Sunday, I, I go home and I'm, I'm getting uh, stuff ready and I'm doing stuff. I'm getting my stuff ready for the work. I don't take time to really stop and say, you know what? I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to do anything. Think about it. We're always stressed out. We're always worn out. Somebody's always pulling on us. How many of y'all always got somebody pulling on you? Uh-huh. Yeah, I was, I was telling uh, Pastor Robert, I was saying that, um, you know, uh, uh, people call you. They don't ever call you to check up on you, but they call you because they have another motive. They're going to be like, hey, how you doing? And you know, and this, and this. and then all of a sudden, well, look, I really called for this. I'm like, oh, Lord. 
pulling, draining, pulling, zapping your energy, taking every, it's like, you know, just, just for you know it, it's like you are so bogged down. Even work sometimes can cause you to be so bogged down and drained. I'm being honest. Think about it. Think of some of the things that drain us. A poor appetite can drain you. What do I mean? A poor appetite for the wrong things. Having a bad appetite, uh, appetite for the worldly things instead of the spiritual things. Worldly things can drain you. Amen. Yes. Lack of stretching. Think about it. You know, stretching, learning to stretch. I'm, 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 I'm stretching now in the morning and I'm feeling so much better, feeling so much energized. I'm like, you know, get up in the morning and just doing this and doing that and getting on the floor, stretching my, and it, what it's doing is causing me to be energized. But see, a lot of us spiritually, we don't stretch spiritually. We come and we're stiff. Spiritually, because we ain't took time to stretch our spiritual muscles. A lack of exercise can drain you. One of the things that now I, I was, uh, I had bronchitis. And one of the main things is that the doctor told me was, and I, would, I was, this was in the doctor. He said, now get out and take a walk today. Now he told me to rest, but then he said, go out and take a walk. I'm like, that don't make no sense. But he understood that the exercise was going to help me to get better. He understood that it was going to give me some energy that I needed. It was going to help me to stay plugged in. Tell somebody plug in. Plug in. in. A lack of sleep can drain you. A lack of sleep can drain you. Can make you feel that you so sluggish that next day. You're like, what in the world? I, I, it was one day this week. I don't know what happened. I tossed and I turned all night long. And I'm like, my goodness. I woke up the next day. And I woke up real early. And, and I called myself. You know what? I'm, a, I don't, I'm not a napper during the day. But I've, I called myself. Pastor Robert had done went to work. And I said, you know what? I'm going to sit in this chair and take me a nap. I sat there. I looked at the walls. I did something. I could never take. I, and this was in the morning. I could not go back and and slow my mind down to get the rest that I needed to function throughout the rest of the day. And I was slow. My thinking was slow. My my things that I tried to do, I could never get my mind wrapped around it. If I would have just took that one, uh, maybe 30 minutes, closed my eyes and said, you know what? I'm going to take a rest right now. Pastor Robert is always on me. He's saying, look, honey. He said, "Why? look, what, just sit down somewhere for a moment. Go, it, 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 sometimes I feel like, uh, uh, you know how you used to tell your little children, look, you need to take a nap. Well, I ain't sleepy. And you lay down anyway. Pastor Robert tells me, look, just sit down anyway. But even when I sit down, my mind is constantly going. Think of, y'all been there? Yeah. Yes, constantly going. Then another thing that will, will, call, will cause you and your spiritual battery to be drained, will cause you to be drained, is pa- holding on to past mistakes. Holding on to past mistakes will drain you, will constantly cause you. To lose your energy and lose your fervor and to lose your passion for moving forward. For moving forward. Another thing that will drain you, and I found this out, holding on to people and things that you need to let go. Holding on to people and things that you need to, well, I can't let them go. Well, every, and every, every time you turn around, they calling you and they dipping themselves. They know what they're doing. They know what, I heard somebody say yes. 
They know exactly what they are doing. It's like, okay, you know, they're only going to call you when they need something. Or they're clinging on to you until something better comes along. Y'all been there before? I'm, I'm being honest. Trying to multitask will cause you to be drained, will cause you to, to lose your energy, lose your energy. So let me say one thing. This device right here, our phones have an expected runtime. So right now, my phone says that I have 83% left on this iPad. 83% left up in the upper right-hand corner, wherever you're... You'll see the percentage. And so when you see the percentage getting low, what do you do? You plug in. You plug in. My question to you is how often do you plug in spiritually? How often do you plug in? Then not only that, what do I mean? How often do you plug in? Do you plug in once a week when you come to church? Do you plug in just in the morning time? Do you plug in all throughout the day? Do you plug in? How often do you plug in? And so I'm going to make this make sense over the next two weeks. My other thing is, is how long do you stay plugged in? (laughs) For me, it's like I'm like a little child. You know, five minutes is like forever. You know, so it's like uh, 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 two minutes and like, man, it seems like it's been 30 minutes. And that, uh, my th- I'm being serious. And it's like, y'all, you ever had your, um, your phone to die on you, and then you plug it in, and you're like, okay, you plug it in for five minutes, and you look back, it's only at 2%. Mm-hmm. See, some of y'all are running at 2% right now because you ain't stayed plugged in long enough. How, how much are you plugged in? Plugging in spiritually is important. Plugging our spiritual, recharging and charging our spirit man is important. Why is it important? As I said before, if your phone dies, it's not effective. And so what I say for you is, is that when you're not plugged in, when you're not working at a good capacity spiritually, it limits your power, the power, your power, it limits your effectiveness. When you don't know the word of God, it limits your effectiveness. When you're not able to pray for somebody, it limits your effectiveness. When you're not plugged in, when you're not plugged into the right things, your endurance. You're not able, when problems come, you're not able to withstand the problems. Anything will knock you, knock you off, the, off, off the block. You know, it's like, oh, I don't know what in the world. You, you just fall all apart because you have, you have failed to plug in and to allow yourself the opportunity to charge, recharge, so that you can withstand in what you need to do. Let me share something with you. And I put this down. It says, God expects us to stay plugged in so that our knowledge, attitudes, our strength, and our minds can be renewed. The Bible says that what? Be renewed. It says be daily. You know, renewing our minds daily. You know, Joyce Myers has a book called Renewing the Mind. Why do you think that, that she wrote? That means that, and that's scripture. 
why do you think that we need to renew our minds? We have to renew ourselves. The other piece is, is that, listen, it says, uh, I put our need for God is not a defect, but it's part of the manufacturer's intended design. God intended for us to need him. He intended for us to need him. Let's look at Revelations 4 and 11. Revelations 4 and 11 says, you are worthy, O Lord and God, to receive glory, honor, and power. Why is he worthy to receive glory, honor, and power? We give that to him. Why? Because he says, for, uh, you created all things. He created all things and by your plan, his plan, his plan, he created you and he had planned for you to be here. He says, and by your plan, they were created and exist. You exist today because God intended for you to be here. Your manufacturer intended for you to be here. All of what you've gone through, all of what you have have, uh, been through is God's intent. He designed you. You are uniquely designed. In your mother's womb, Jeremiah said, look, he formed you. In the darkness, he formed you. He intended for you to be here. You have a purpose. Colossians 1 and 16 says, For through the Son, everything was created, both in the heavenly realm and on earth, on the earth. All that is seen and all that is unseen, every seat of power, realm of government, principality, and authority, it was all created through him. And for his purpose, stop saying that this person is trying to hold you down. Stop saying, well, I can't never, you know, uh, uh, my boss won't. Look, it says all of this is under his what? Under the seat of his power. So therefore, when you plug in, you're plugging into all that God has for you. When you plug into God, you are plugging in to all that God has for you. And sometimes, let me tell you. Let me ask y'all a question. Y'all can see this and may not be able to see it online. Does this look like I can plug this in? Look like I, I can plug it in, right? So I should be able to plug this in and get some juice to this. See, listen to this. Nope. See, it, was, it, it may have looked like I could have plugged it in. But see, sometimes we have barriers to our connectivity. We have barriers. What are some of the barriers that we have? Our mindset. We have to make sure that we're plugging in correctly uh, and plugging in to the right source. When, when me and my sister went out of town, um, both of us left our phone chargers and we, we caught the train and went somewhere and was going out to eat and all of this and got there. And I like we were like, oh, man, our batteries are running low. So I went in this store and bought a charger, and then it, it was a station. It was Union Station, and um, they had all these little outlets where you could plug your phone in. We went from each one trying to plug it in. No juice, no juice, no juice, no juice. So finally, uh, this guy, random guy, said, uh, look, he said, um, he said, well, look, uh, is that an iPhone? And my sister said, yes. And so he said, well, you can plug it into my iPad. I mean, you can plug it into my uh, MacBook. So he was sitting there doing some work, and and so I walked on and went somewhere else, and my sister was sitting there letting her phone charge, and um, before I left, I said, um, I don't know if it was, yeah, it was before I left. Before I left, I said, look, I said, be careful. I said, because 
you plugging into his 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 his, um, his computer, he can get your information. He can get your information. And so sometimes we're plugging into things and it's stealing the information. We're plugging in to the wrong thing and it's zapping all of who we are. It's zapping everything. Even the word that God has placed in us, troubles come and we plug into that trouble. Problems come, we, pro- we plug into that problem and we forget the information that God says that I will supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. He says, you know, look, I will keep you. Be anxious for nothing, but in all things by prayer and supplication, make your requests made known unto God. We forget the information. We forget the truth. We forget the word that God has placed inside of us because we have plugged into the lie. We plugged into the problem instead of plugging into the word of God. Mm. So let me ask you a question. Do you feel stuck? Do anybody feel stuck sometimes? Everybody, yeah. You know, anybody feel drained sometimes? Yes. So I, I'm going to get to my first point, and then, then I'm gonna, I'm, we're going to end it for today. The first thing that we need to do in order to plug in is point number one is acknowledge the need to plug in. Acknowledge the need to plug in. Jesus, it said that God said that he made the earth. And all of this, and he said, look, everybody, the Sabbath, I know the seven-day of Venice, they, Saturday, everybody has a different day for Sabbath. Sabbath is like, but the thing is, we look at it as a day, but really our Sabbath is when we learn to take time and rest. When we learn to take time and rest, we have to acknowledge the need to plug in. Acknowledge that you're tired. Stop acknowledging like you to energize a bunny. Y'all seen it during Christmas time. Just keep going and going and going and going. You are not the energizer bunny. Acknowledge the need. Let's look at Matthew 4 and 4. Matthew 4 and 4 says, He answered, The scriptures say that what? Bread alone, and this is, uh, will not satisfy, but true life is found in every word which constantly goes forth from the mouth, from God's mouth. You're plugging into the scripture. You're saying, look, God, you know, my natural food, you know, my natural, uh, 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 what I eat every day, what I do every day is not enough to sustain me. My paycheck that I get from work each week or every two weeks is not enough to sustain me. It says that, look, I have to live off of every word that constantly, constantly, look at that word, constantly goes forth from the mouth of God. Not just a minute, not just a every other, but it's constant. He's constantly wanting to feed you. He's constantly wanting to charge you. He's constantly wanting to give you stuff. But the problem is, is that you got to plug in. You have to plug in. Let's look at Isaiah 4, 31. Isaiah 4 and 31 says, but Jesus told him, no, the scriptures say that what? Come on, y'all. People do not live by bread alone. You can't live from day to day without coming 
to the word of God without getting into the presence of God. You can't live by what you're doing on a normal basis. You're malnourished. You know, you, your, your, your energy, your, your battery is at 5%. Some of y'all are at 1% and getting ready to cut off. And so all God is saying is saying, look, stop reaching for those things that are not really giving you the charge and giving you what you need. He says, but it says, but every word that comes out of my mouth, that's how you're going to live. That's how you're going to stay fresh. That's how you're going to stay energized. That's how you're going to stay moving forward. That's how you're going to stay encouraged. That's how you're going to stay in peace. That's how you're going to have, a, a, what does it say, a, 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 a right mind. That's how you're going to re be renewed. That's how you're going to be able to let go of those sins. That's how you're going to be able to break those habits and I thought about it uh, I was listening to something on yesterday and it was talking about a habit and it was talking about habits and how habits can drain you and um, it was saying that a lot of times we find out that um, uh, we procrastinate and the reason why we procrastinate is because it's really a defense mechanism to something that we really don't want to do we procrastinate because it's like it may be because of some some problem that we're not wanting to face. And so we procrastinate. It's not that you have a, 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 a habit of procrastination, but you have, I mean, not a habit. It's not that you are a procrastinator, but you have gained a habit of procrastination. You have learned to procrastinate as a defense mechanism. So what, in order to stop procrastinating, you got to learn how to break that habit. How do you break the habit? You say, okay, I'm only going, I'm going to do it uh, just a little bit. I'm going to just do five minutes of it. Or either I'm going to take some time to set this aside for a moment and refocus myself. What I'm saying is, is that a lot of times we're sitting here thinking that it's something great that we have to do. But what we really have to do is stop and break our bad habits that stop us from plugging in. Stop us from going to what we need. Let's look at Psalms 69, 1 and 6. Acknowledge your need to plug in. Acknowledge your need. It says, save me. This is, this is the Psalms. And it says, save me, O God, for the floodwaters are up to my neck. So in other words, you need to be honest with God and say, God, look, I'm, I'm, I got some situations in my life I can't handle right now. I got some things going on in my life that I need you right now. I've been trying to do it on my own, but look, I'm just going to be raw with you. I'm going to be honest with you, and I'm going to, look, I get to God, and I talk to him just like me and him, just like you and I in this room right here. Because a lot of times we have, we try to dress it up and how we talk to him, but we got to be honest. Pour out your heart to God. It says, for the floodwaters are up to my neck. Think about it. In Kentucky, they're talking about the floods and how some of the flood was nine feet deep. Some of us are underwater. And you, God, look, I've got myself in a situation. I'm underwater. Be honest with him. It, look, I got, this, I got this habit. I got this, you know, addiction. I got whatever it is. Put it out to him. He knows it. It says deeper and deeper I sink into the mire. In other words, deeper and deeper I'm sinking, God. 
Let God know. Look, I'm seeking. I can't even get a foothold. I go two steps forward and I go ten backwards. It says, I am in deep water and the floods overwhelm me. God knows you overwhelm. Look at this next one. It says, I'm exhausted. The psalmist was acknowledging and being honest with God and saying, I'm exhausted from crying for help. God, I've been crying out to you and I don't see no change. God, I've been asking and and been doing and and been crying out. I've been crying out for years, Lord, and I'm still going through the same stuff. Keep on crying out. Since my eyes are swollen with weeping, waiting for my God to help me. But look at what the psalmist was doing. He was waiting for God to help him. He was waiting, and it says, those who hate me without cause outnumber the hairs of my head. I got some enemies. I got some things that are against me. It says many enemies, many enemies try to destroy me with lies. People lying on you. Demanding that I give back what I didn't steal. And it says, oh God, you know how foolish I am. And my sins cannot be hidden from you. Acknowledge what you're dealing with. Be be honest with God. Be honest with God. And then the last verse says, don't let those who trust in you be ashamed because of me. Remember what I said? That when our cell phones are not working, it's ineffective. And so when we're walking in sin and not acknowledging the sin that's in our life, when we're not acknowledging, um, God, look, I'm dealing with this thing. We're not really being effective for God. And it says, don't let, don't let me cause them to be humiliated. So in other words, they're watching you. And if you fail, then it's like, what does that say for God? What does that say that, that God, who God is in your life? We have to learn to say, look, God, I'm dealing with it. Look, you got a sin. You out there clubbing. But then, and they're not even going to church, but you are. And I'm just saying that. And it's like, so what kind of witness and testimony is that for them? You got a cussing spirit, and they cussing too. You need to acknowledge that cussing spirit to God and say, God, I got a cussing spirit. Or we ain't going to go there. I got a complaining spirit. Uh Uh-oh. I got a negative spirit. I got a, 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 a contrary spirit. God, you put it out there. You know what? I'm always thinking opposite of what you're thinking. And when you're like that around other people, other non-believers, you are, become, you are ineffective. When you're in, when you're in there uh, laughing and complaining and doing all of that with them, I mean, what makes you any different than them? So what we have to do in order to plug in, and I'll get to the other two points next week, The first one is, is that we have to acknowledge our need to plug in. Acknowledge, acknowledge what's going on with us. Acknowledge God I'm burnt out. Acknowledge God that I'm tired. Acknowledge God that I can't get my thoughts right. Acknowledge God that I'm struggling with your word. Acknowledge God that I'm struggling spending time. Acknowledge. Let God know really what's going on with you. He already knows. He knows the, the, the number of hairs that's on your head. So I encourage you on today that plug in. This week, take 
And if you have to make a list of things that you're struggling with, make a list of things that that you see that drains you. People that are pulling from you. Even in our own homes, things that pulling from you, task things that's pulling on you. You know what I'm saying? I got to do this. I got to do that. You know, things that are distracting you. What's distracting you? Make a list. And so your homework for this week is to make a list of all of those things that's pulling on you. All of those people that's pulling on you. And then what I also encourage you to do is keep a journal. Keep a journal of your time that you spend each day. It may sound crazy, but, but, but keep a journal of the things that you do without a, within a day. Can y'all do that for me? Can you do that for me who's watching me on live stream? Keep a journal. Well, I got up and I had my cup of coffee this morning and, you know, I mean, li- literally, a daily ledger. And then what we're going to do is next week we want to compare what your list looks like. See, because a lot of times... When you put it on paper, it makes a big difference. I was telling Pastor Robert, it's like, you know, how people can see all of your mistakes, but they can't see their own. And the reason why they can't see their own is because they're keeping a record of your mistakes and they're not writing and keeping a record of theirs. So I, to this, your, your homework this week is for you to make a journal. Keep a journal on your phone of what you did. If you went to work, what did you do at work? Okay, that's what we're going to do on, the, on this week. Can y'all do that for me? Amen. Well, I'm going to close. Um, Father, we praise you and we thank you, God, for those who are hearing the sound of my voice and those who are watching us on live stream. Um, Father, I pray that um, we not close this service without someone uh, who wants to rededicate their life back to you or who wants to come to you. Father, we just pray Um, Right now, in the name of Jesus, that they make a decision, a spiritual decision to choose you on today, God. That's the first thing that they need to do. They need to plug into you um, and, and rededicate their life back to you. They need to come to you and acknowledge their sins before you. And so we pray for you right now. If that's you right now, just pray this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, here I am. Here I am, and I'm, I believe, God, that uh, you, you, Jesus, that you died on the cross for my sins. I believe that you rose again. I believe, hallelujah, that you, can, that you can change my life. And so I pray that you just change my life and accept you as my Lord and Savior, as my personal Savior to change my life. I dedicate my life to you, and I live my life for you from this day forward, and I make you Lord of my life. Because I want God more than anything for you to be in my life and for you to lead me and to guide me. And then I pray, God, that that we learn, God, to plug into you over these next two weeks. That we learn, Father, the importance and how to plug into you, how to stay fresh, how to stay effective. And stop allowing our spirit man to become drained by life, become drained by situations, drained by sin, drained by wrong thinking. God, help us 
to stay fully charged. Help us to stay effective for you because you placed us here for your purpose. You placed us here for your glory. We each have a work to do and you want to work through us. And you can't work through us when we're dead. You cannot work through us when we're ineffective. You cannot work through us if we don't have any power to move forward and we're barely able to help ourselves. So we say, God, help us on this week to plug into you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Praise God. Thank y'all for watching us. Thank you for being here in the building. We thank you. We thank you. Praise God. Um, Just join us on next week. Join us on next week, 10 o'clock. If you're in the Virginia Beach area, come on out to 4992 Euclid Road, suite number 6, 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. Praise God. All righty, y'all. Amen. Amen. We're going to get our... We are going to do communion on today. We are going to do communion on today. And Pastor Robert is going to take care of this part. Uh, he gonna, I think so. Amen. Tell you what, um, are you going to pass out the elements? Hmm? Okay. All right, while she's passing out the elements, okay, everybody, everybody went to the club last night. Go ahead and rub that stamp off the back of your hand. Come on. Come on, y'all. You still got a few minutes. teaching folks about computers. They learn, they learn how to use them. Was that a great message on the day, you all? Amen. All right. This is a time... Um, where we are going to acknowledge the Holy Communion. And um, it, it comes from... Yeah, you can actually turn it off, if you don't mind. Can you... That's a little thank you. Um, so, the, um, the passage of Scripture that pertains to Holy Communion is 1 Corinthians, beginning that chapter... Chapter 11, beginning at verse 23 through, I think it's 35. 
but I just want to use just a portion of it and it begins at verse 23 and the writer Paul says this and I just want to bring out a few points I don't know how much you all have read this or when was the last time you read it and I'm using the New King James Version first of all Paul says this for I have received of the Lord that which I also delivered to you that the Lord Jesus the same night that he was betrayed he took bread remember that the same night that he was betrayed he took the bread next and when it and when he had given thanks he break it and said take eat this is my body which is broken for you do this in remembrance for me so then he took he gave thanks the bread said take eat do this in remembrance of me then likewise in the same manner he took the cup after supper saying this cup is a new covenant in my blood do this this do as often as you drink of it in remembrance of me now let's pause there for a moment Jesus on the night that he was about to be betrayed he knew that he was about to die and he knew who was going to betray him and all of these things was that was going to happen because the Bible tells us in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was was with God and the word became flesh and dwelt among us so Jesus knew all of this that was going to happen but what was the thing he did he broke the bread and he gave thanks and he said here this is my body and then he took the wine and he said this is my blood all right but then we read down I believe this is verse 28 he says but let a man examine himself or a woman anybody so that let them eat of this bread and drink of this cup so we often take this and say all right well let me check myself out to see what sin I've committed you know I, we joked about the you know rubbing you know We've been to the club last night. Oh, if I knew we was taking communion, I wouldn't have did this. I wouldn't have cussed that person out. I wouldn't have left work early. But we, all, we, we often look at it, and I'm going to tell you, all the way up until earlier this week, I'm always, we often focus on, well, let a person examine themselves, and we focus on the sin part. Well, let me make sure I repent of all my sin. Let me repent of all my sin. Make sure I get everything right with God. Let me make sure I get everything straight in my heart because we often look at, okay, well, I didn't smoke any this week. I didn't, I didn't drink any this week. But first, let's look at what Jesus did. Jesus, on the night that he was going to be betrayed, he took the elements, the bread and the wine, which were symbolic of his body and his blood. Then he turns around and says, now examine yourself. I'm about to be betrayed, but I'm going to give you a part of myself. So what the Lord showed me was, I'm about to be betrayed. I want you to examine and see, are you with me? Don't take this part of me if you're not with me. So check ourselves. If you're going to take this bread and drink this cup, then show yourself as being a part of me. So sin is going to be an issue with us as long as we're flesh and blood. Come on, y'all. Let's be real. That's why, that's why I'm going to the cross. Because I could just I could be like Methuselah. Methuselah lived to be 969 years old. 
I could live here and, you know, perform miracles on myself. You know, like, boom, I'm dead. Boom, boom, I'm alive again. Guess what? I could raise myself from the dead. But no, he went and died the most brutal death. The only man in history to be both scourged, meaning he was whipped. And usually after you're beaten like Jesus was, they let you go. But he was scourged and then crucified. So Jesus like, I know we're going to have a problem with sin. That's why I'm coming here to die. So sin is going to be an issue. But I need to know that, are you with me? So if you're with me, then now you can take this communion. So are we with him? All right. So we examine ourselves and saying we're with Christ. We can take this communion. All right, Pastor Wendy, can you? the music now please thank you so heavenly father we come to you right now we acknowledge that you are lord and besides you there is none other and that you created us in your image both spirit mind and body Spirit first, spirit first. You give us, us a mind that we can think and articulate and reason and put things in perspective. And then you gave us a body like Jesus came down in that we can go from point A to point B to transport this spirit. But Lord, in all that we do, Lord, we are unfortunately still flesh and blood and there is a struggle Paul says in Romans oh wretched man that I am who can save me but then he goes on in, in chapter 8 and says but there is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus but we know that we are saved by grace so, Lord, there will be a struggle. There will be a struggle with sin, but we have overcome. We have overcome. We have overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. But shall we, having examined ourselves, continue to follow after Christ? Are we chasing after him? So Lord, we ask that you bless these elements. Bless the blood, which is these elements, should I say. Bless these elements, which are not truly the flesh of Christ, nor his blood, but they are simply symbolic of the body of Christ. So I ask, Lord, that all of us be blessed by this, Lord. And as your word declares, as often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we do show forth the Lord's death until he comes. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.